Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, October the 12th. Another day, another Phillies playoff victory. I mean, what is happening, folks? What a thrilling game yesterday. The Phillies win at 7-6. Not quite as close as it appeared, but... It was close at the end as the Phillies give up three in the nine sack. Eflin, a rough ninth inning. But the Phillies able to finally close it out and get a couple outs when they needed it and ending a game where, you know, it felt early on like a dominant win and then got a little too close for comfort. But the end result is the same. The Philadelphia Phillies are up one nothing on the Atlanta Braves in the National League Division Series. And they have Zach Wheeler set to pitch today. Aaron Nola Said to pitch on Friday. I mean, they are in a a fantastic spot now. Look, um, you know, it's still early in the series. It's only game one. We can't get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, but you know, your this is how you would draw it up if you could say, "How's a perfect series go?" It's you win game one without Wheeler and Ola. You know, that's that's the best case scenario. So the Phillies have put themselves in a really nice position, but they still have to execute. They still have to finish out that stat that they showed on the broadcast yesterday about the Braves this season. The Braves did not get swept in a single series this season. That is a unbelievable stat. The remarkable consistency that it takes to not get swept in a single series. The Phillies got swept twice by the Rangers. The Texas Rangers swept the Phillies twice. The Chicago Cubs swept the Phillies twice. Think about that. So to just assume that because we won game one, the series is over, I would I would not do that. Okay, this is a damn good Braves team, but. Phillies was an amazing spot, and you know all you want to do is go to Atlanta and win one, and have a chance to to take your two at home. And they've already done it, and they did it with Ranger on the line. He didn't pitch well. That's a it's a big freaking win by the Phillies, and and so much credit to dish around. And let's start with the guy who none of us ever doubted. We never questioned it. We always loved that the Phillies went out and brought Nick Castellanos in. The Phillies just go back and listen to me in the season. Listen how excited we were when they signed him. Nothing changed. Nick Castellanos! I said on this show, I've said everywhere, I thought he had such a unique opportunity heading into the playoffs. He had such a unique opportunity as someone who was a high-priced player who had a disastrous first season with the team. I mean, as a guy who batted 309 with 34 home runs last year. 309 with 34 homers, and this year he batted like 262 with 13 homers. I mean, it was a massively disappointing season. He had some ugly moments. We all remember the Jim Salisbury thing. It just was a bad year for Nick Castellanos, a year where pretty much every Phillies fan just kind of, 
you know, forgot about him when he was injured and didn't really care if he came back and all that. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when the lights get bright, Casty has his best day as a Philly, his first three hit three RBI day as a Philly, not to mention making the play of this season with his catch in the ninth inning, a running diving catch where he just got the ball tied. I don't think there's a single Phillies fan watching that who thought he was going to catch it. Everyone, it, it, literally everyone on Twitter is like at the beginning of the inning, why isn't Dalton Guthrie in? 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 And I guess that's why. <laughs> Not to say that Guthrie wouldn't have made the catch either, but man, Nikki C coming through in the biggest moments. And, and to what I was saying before, I just think he had such a unique opportunity in front of him in that someone who has that type of year, a big free agent signing, a big contract, who has a disastrous first season, it's really rare that that guy gets a chance to completely rewrite the script in the playoffs. That's the beautiful thing for Nick Cassianos. You know, if he does more of this, he already, even with yesterday, like and add that, if he does more, I mean, no one's going to care in Philadelphia about that. No one's going to look at the season and be like, oh, he stunk. Everyone's going to be like, Nick Castellanos, postseason hero. Like... It's such a unique opportunity for him, and it's interesting because he did. It seems like he's kind of looking at it that way too. And I've been saying this for for a week now. How I thought it was such a unique chance for him to completely and totally change the narrative around him, and and it seems like he's viewing it that way after the game, talking about the playoffs. Said it's just kind of a fresh start, a clean slate, so to speak. And obviously, these games are really intense for me. That helps lock me in and kind of slow things down. It's just a lot of fun. Baseball is really, really fun. Damn right about that, Nick. But you could tell, like, I, I think he knew. You know, he gets a fresh start. He's on the road to start all this stuff. And it, like, yesterday he felt like a different baseball player. I mean, Jack Fritz, I did the high hopes pod with him last night, and he was talking about it. First time since he's been a Philly, really, where where he felt intimidating at the plate. I know that for me, those last two at-bats, like, that was the first time that Cassianos had stepped, at the, stepped to the plate as a Philly, and I actually thought he was going to come through. The first time, at least since the first month of the season or whatever. I, I mean, what an amazing thing. And then to make the play defensively after the year that he has had out there in right field, to make the play, the just play of the season, the play of the season, because we all know if that ball falls, it rolls. It's a double or a triple, without a doubt, and there's only one out. The Phillies are in trouble. Zach Eflin is a mess. And what we you know didn't really think about in the moment but as Eflin's scuffling there, like, who are you bringing in? If he get if he can't get outs and it's a tie game, like, we're talking about Noah Syndergaard, Kyle Gibson, and and freaking Nick Nelson. That's it. You know, you can question on top or manage the bullpen that day. I thought he should have gone to Syndergaard early. And again, if I'm assuming Falter are starting game four. I would have gone to Syndergaard in the fourth inning. I understand not wanting to bring him in a clean inning. You're wanting to bring him in a clean inning, not bring him in when Ranger starts to falter in the third there or the fourth there and you have to take him out. But at the top of the fifth inning, bring freaking Noah Syndergaard in the game and let him pitch two or three innings for you. And then you don't get in that situation where you have to use all your guys. They use all their guys. And look, win the game. I don't, I will never rip a manager for, for doing everything he can to win game one of a series. Like, do your thing, bro. Like, win game one right there with you, especially five game series. That much more. It's like, my measure is more important. So I'm right there with you. But, but, I would have gone a different way in the moment. And ultimately, you know, it, it played out in a way where it almost came back to bite him. It didn't, though. They ultimately get out of it. But they got out of it because then Castellanos made a brilliant, unbelievable catch, not to mention his big hits. The biggest one made 6-1. They needed all the runs they could get. 
What a day. What a day for Nick Castellanos. I'm so, so, so happy to see it. And look, if he's, you know, if this is real, and, and I, I'm, a, you know, I've talked many times on this show about how big a believer I am in confidence for baseball players and, you know, believing you can do it and going out and thinking you're going to beat the guy you're going against, the, the ultimate mano a mano sport, pitcher versus hitter, who's better? Like, it's the ultimate in mano a mano. And, you know, Confidence breeds confidence. They do see the ball better. We were at a uh, a bar in Levittown for an event, Gleason's in Levittown for an event, and Milt, Milt Thompson was there, and we were talking to him about at that time, I believe it was in 1987, when he batted 500 over a 50-game stretch. And he was like, yeah, it was like a beach ball. He's like, it was like I could t- I could, I could, hit everything. He's like, it didn't matter what they threw. I was going to hit it. Like He's like, I was in the zone. And I, you know, that's a thing. That's a thing for players. It's the combination of the confidence and the seeing the ball and all that stuff. And and Nick Castellanos is not someone who's never had success hitting baseballs. You know, he's got a ton of success hitting baseballs. So for him to figure it out here and maybe get locked in, uh, not only is it something that's certainly believable, but it's also something that could completely and totally change the complexion of this team and their their chances. I mean, drop last year's or even you know 80 percent 90 percent of last year's nick castellanos into the lineup right now i mean it's a game changer it's a game changer and then you add in the fact that bryce harper for the first time since breaking his hand looks like bryce harper again obviously the home run in st louis was amazing to see first time he's really turned on a ball like that and just cranked one out of the ballpark but man yesterday the the not to left field, the double, the just smart hitting, good hitting. Like that was the most confident Bryce Harper has looked at the plate since he came back from the injury. And man, I mean, if you're going to get Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos back right now, like those guys playing the way they can play or at least close to their, their peak level or, or high end level or whatever. I mean, whoa. I mean that all of a sudden we're talking about a lineup that can, can, can beat anyone on any day without a doubt. Cause, cause we've talked so much. I mean, how good do we feel about the bottom of the lineup? Like Alec Bohm comes to the plate. I think he's going to come through, you know? I mean, Gene Segura, trust you, buddy. Whether it's Veerling or Martian there, those guys have done things. Stott has done things. Edmundo Sosa! I mean, come on! What what a stud! Is there a guy you trust more in a game? What a winning ba- he is a winning baseball player. Edmundo Sosa is a dude who helps you win big games. And we saw it yesterday. Guy just makes plays. He makes plays. Defensively, he's a stud. He gets big hits. He's a great base runner. Like... A winning guy. Edmundo Sosa is such a winning player. It is so fun having that guy on the team. And that's the thing. The bottom of the lineup has been so consistently trustworthy. So trustworthy for this team. If the top of the lineup gets going, that was the thing. The St. Louis series. They won the St. Louis series. And the top of the lineup was like, you know, like, whatever it was. You know, for four for four, 40 or whatever. I don't, you know, it wasn't that. But it was like they were horrible comparatively. And look, Schwerber and Hoskins were still horrible yesterday. And they put up a seven spot. I mean, you get Harper going, you get Castellanos going, you get the chance, especially Schwarber, who's like, you know, and really Hoskins, too, are both those guys. You can kind of like that all of a sudden. It's like the hottest hit in baseball. It's exciting. There's real potential for this team right now. And again, I go back to what I said before. We are way far away from, you know, this series being over. The Braves are the most impressively consistent team in baseball this year. They were the best team in baseball from June on, along with the Dodgers, who are just consistently the best regular team in baseball year after year after year after year for, at all times. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, the Phillies put themselves in an amazing spot, and there's real reasons to be excited about about this team, their performance, the the upside of this lineup, what it can be, the way they're playing. And I think as much as anything, and, and I mentioned this before, but just the, the vibes around this team, the energy around this team, there's an electricity to this group right now. You know, this is a, I, I don't think we realized, you know, as the, the September, you know, almost collapse was happening and all that. And then, you know, you see him clinch, you see the St. Louis, you see the celebrations, the dancing on my own, the this stuff, all that. At least for me, maybe other people realized it. I didn't realize how tight knit this group was. You know, I didn't realize how much they fight for each other, how much they care about each other. I I, I didn't. And and look, I think it goes back to Topper. You know, I think it goes back to Topper. I think you know it, combination. I think it goes back to not Girardi and Topper. I think you know Girardi just clearly ran a unbelievably tight ship there that that didn't allow players to flourish and to be themselves and to have fun and to, it, it, it just didn't foster a, a culture of connectivity and 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 commitment to each other like that was clearly not the culture that Joe Girardi fostered whereas Rob Thompson has come in and he's let these guys I mean that the, the, the quote here from every single one of them every single one he lets us be ourselves we have fun baseball's fun let's have fun what a crazy thought that is and I think that that vibe right now is real it's special I'm not saying they're gonna win the World Series or anything like that but but I will say that, you know, when these teams make these runs, like, you know, the Braves last year, an 88-win team that went on to win the World Series, it's because they're that team. The team that has the swag. The team that believes in themselves more than the guys across the field. It's all that. Like, the Braves were not the most talented team last year. They they beat a Dodgers team, what was it, 4-1 in the NLCS, that was light years more talented. And the, again, the Braves won with Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler and Jock Peterson. Like, these guys... Were there were there three best players in the playoffs? Like Rosario's the only one still on the team, and, the only, and he's, even then he's not like starting for him every day or anything like that. He's playing, but I mean, they had a magical run where guys stepped up and things happened and magic happened and they believed in each other and they were like, "We're not losing." What was the Jack Pearson goes like, "We're those bleeping dudes" or whatever it was? I mean, they just had that thing, you know. And we can't say the Phillies have that thing yet, obviously, because it's three games in the postseason, but. They certainly got some vibes going. And they certainly have something going that feels like that. And it's early and they need to build and they need to keep winning games and, and, and you know continue this. But I've been really impressed with what I've seen and really uplifted and really um, emboldened into believing that this team, you know, certainly can make a run. Look, you know, again... I, I go back that the fact that Braves did not get swept in a series this year is a astounding stat. It's the first time it's happened in Major League Baseball in 18 years. 18 years since the team went a whole season without getting swept. They're not getting swept. We're not sweeping the Braves. They're going to win a game. Like again, what are the odds that that they go the entire season without getting swept and they get swept in the playoffs? Like that would be so weird. It's so unexpected, so unlikely. Now, Wheeler and Nola coming up next. So you know, if anyone can do it. But, um, you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll take one at least. But if the Phillies can get through this, like, you know, and the Dodgers win last night, we'll get to, you know, quick run down the games from last night in a minute. But Dodgers win last night, likely play the Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers are way, 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 way more talented. They won like 109 games or whatever it was, 108, 110, whatever it was. I mean, it's just like, come on. Like, seriously. They are so talented. But, again, they won a lot more games than the Braves last year. That's all I'm saying. So the Dodgers won 111 games this year. Wow. 
I didn't realize they won those last two. 111 wins. <laughs> Jeez Louise, man. That is just asinine. Like, what, what are we doing here? 111? It's a five off the record, for Christ's sake. I mean, geez, Louise. Yikes. That is unbelievable. But, you know, that's the point about the baseball playoffs. Randomness and chaos and chance and everything collides together. And, and you know, whoever's the hottest team can win it. So, you know, the Phillies should not be the favorite to win it or to win the Ashley League. But they have a chance. And that's the craziest thing. They're one eight teams left. And they're one of four teams that have a one nothing lead in the series in a five-game series. It's pretty crazy right now. So, um. Look, let's get to, to, to the other side of things. It was not all good uh, yesterday. As we know, the Phillies, it could have been all good. It could have been easy, um, but the bullpen did not make it so. And, you know, uh, it was troubling. There, there, there are definitely concerns that came out of yesterday, too. It was a great win, and I think you have to be incredibly bullish about the offense, about Harper, about Castellanos, about the upside of these guys. I think you feel great about that. Obviously, you don't feel great about Hoskins. He finally got a hit yesterday, which is nice, but he's still struggling. Schwarber is clearly struggling. Like those two guys, I think, are the ones you're worried about right now. But you know, if Harper and Cassianos are hitting, and the other guys are hitting, you know, you can kind of you'll be okay with that. Um, the bullpen. Um, look, you have two things that are great. I mean, Alvarado continues to be awesome. The mound fixing stuff is hilarious. I mean, it's, every time this guy goes on the mound, he makes a thick ground screw fix. It's it's just wild it's his it's his thing but whatever it takes but um he has been unreal unreal alex coffee had a all-time quote from him yesterday too after the game with the uh haymaker ending to it he goes hey uh talking about when the dugout was kind of giving him some guff i suppose when he was getting the mound done the braves dugout and he goes hey he said hey be quiet Everybody thinks I want to attack alvarado but right now no one can change my mentality nobody i'm focused when we come into the game I come to hit the target. I don't care who's hitting. Strike one, strike two, and good luck. <laughs> yes! Strike one, strike two, and good luck. That better be a t-shirt. I'm sure it will be. It is a great quote, and I feel incredibly confident when Jose Alvarado comes in the game. I think we can all agree on that. Other than, funny enough, you know, the you know um, almost losing home run gave up in game one. Phillies fight back the one Yepes play, but you know, outside of that one pitch, he's been lights out. And then I think honestly, the you know the best news to come out of yesterday, even better than Castellanos looking great, even better than Bryce looking like he could be back. It's how great Sir Anthony was, because that's the one thing they don't have. Zach Eflin comes in, gives up three runs in the ninth, and a three run bomb by Matt Olson. You know, just a tenuous, scary situation as a Phillies fan. We all thought it's so funny because it felt like it's a seven three lead, and and Connor Brogdon gave up the other two. He was horrible in a relief appearance. It's tough to think about putting him in a game right now as he is really struggling. I love Connor Brogdon; he's a great pitcher, but he looked bad yesterday. Bellotti comes in, does a nice job. I think you maybe give some more high leverage stuff to Bellotti. Again, I would have gone with the starter there in that spot for a little longer, but um, you know, Brogdon couldn't throw strikes um, across the board. Really, the bullpen yesterday. Ranger obviously struggled in a big way um, getting through that game. Got through two bases loaded jams without giving up runs in the first and the third. And then ran into some trouble again. But really, Brogdon and Eflin the only ones that had big issues yesterday. Otherwise, Brad Hand came in and did a nice job. That was super unexpected. Got a big strike after Hand, and then Sir Anthony. It was honestly potentially the best Sir Anthony we've seen all season. Two innings, 18 pitches, went one through six in the order and mowed them down like they had never seen a baseball before. It was like an adult going up against a child. It was so impressive. It was the best we've seen from him all year, potentially. And, 
you know, obviously after the super rough end of the season that he had, it was very concerning. And in the playoffs, he's the one of the most important pieces of the team from a roster construction standpoint. When you look at what you need the most, and the one guy who's, you know, one of two guys who's completely lights out in that spot. Um, he looked really good in St. Louis going through Arenado and Goldschmidt or Goldschmidt Arenado. Last night, or yesterday, I should say, he looked even better. It was, again, I think the best version of him we've ever seen. Or certainly, excuse me, the best version we've seen this season. Um, he was amazing. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's very clear you have to move Eflin now. The closer role it has to be Alvarado or Sir Anthony, depending on matchups and depending on situations. Like, you know, if you've got the heart of the order coming up in the seventh and you or the eighth and you want to use... And they're right-handed, and you want to use Sir Anthony for that, and then Alvarado close, fine, vice versa, fine. I'm good with any of that stuff. All of it. All of it. But um, it can't be Eflin anymore. Uh, and I love the Eflin thing. It's been such a great story. We've talked about the, the poetry, the absolute poetry of Nola starting and him closing the, the clinching game to get in the playoffs and then the clinching game in the first season. Like, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But... Zach Eflin's not a closer. He became a closer like a week ago. <laughs> He's closed three games or whatever. And he just doesn't have that closer stuff. And it feels like his stuff was flat yesterday. He just doesn't have that same type of dominance. The end of game is just way, way, way too important in the postseason. Um, I think they absolutely have to change that up. And I appreciate Eflin what he's done. But I think that is a like a uh, automatic, an all-time no-brainer for the Phillies. I don't think you have a choice. We'll see what Topper does. I think it's an interesting decision that Topper has in front of him there. It's going to be interesting to see how he shakes out the staff, too. I assume Falter will start game four if we need it. We'll see. But again, this is a massive game today. A 435 you need Zach Wheeler to go out and shove for you after the way they use the bullpen yesterday. This is as big a Zach Wheeler start as we can. I mean, it's obviously the biggest of his career, but just what a massive spot for this guy. Uh, quick look at the scoreboard, then we'll look at it today from yesterday. Is, um, again, it's so fun to follow these games and, and have a, such a, an investment in them. The last eight teams and the Phillies are one of them. I look at the scoreboard and I see these teams and it's Phillies. It's like, whoa, playoff scoreboard. This is so cool. Um, game right after the Phillies, the Astros game was wild. The Mariners were way out in front, winning, 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 winning. And then uh, Jordan Alvarez, a three-run walk-off tank shot. Which is a shame. I was absolutely rooting for the Mariners there, but the Astros win it. Um, congrats, the Astros. They win that one. 8-7. to seven. They're up one nothing in that series. The Yankees, a 4-1 win over the Guardians. Handily wasn't too difficult. Yankees-Astros still on track. And then the Dodgers win 5-3 last night, unsurprisingly. Um, you know, it is what it is. Not... Uh, not unexpected. Dodgers get out in front early. They score two in the first, three in the third, and then just kind of never look back. Padres put up a three spot in the fifth, and then just kind of cruised. You know, the Dodgers just kind of cruised there. As, uh, you know, got the job done. And they have a very talented baseball team, obviously. Um, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be fascinating if the Phillies can actually get there and face the Dodgers. That would be something else, wouldn't it? That would be really something else. Um, but as it is. Phillies, all they can do is win who they play right now, and they're playing the Braves, and, and that is not a team to look past. That's for damn sure. Again, have not been swept this year in a series. What a spot today for Zach Wheeler. What a spot to go in and have a real chance to, you know, kind of put your foot on the Braves' throat. You know, you could have a 2 nothing lead coming back to Philadelphia for the first playoff games at Citizens Bank Park in 11 years. I mean, that'd, that'd be special. That'd be a special, special thing to see. That'd be a special thing to be a part of. You know, it's already going to be special having these games back at Citizens Bank Park. It's, it's part of the reason we were all so excited for them to make the playoffs in the first place. We were like, they got to win this series. We need games at the bank. We have to, have to, have to have it back. It'll 
add to the specialness of all of it, and there's a chance that on Friday at 437, the Phillies have a chance to close out the freaking series at home in their first playoff game in 11 years. That would be... It would be magic. It would be magic, but it, it starts today. They have to go out and they have to win. And look, Zach Wheeler's amazing and all that. But Kyle Wright is 21-5 and five with like a 3-something ERA, a 3-1 ERA or whatever. So the guy they're facing is not a pushover. He is not an easy opponent. Kyle Wright's a damn good pitcher, and you'll see that. He's very talented. Um, but, you know, we got Wheeler on the hill. You know, if you, you say I got a one nothing lead with a chance for Wheeler to go out and make it 2 nothing in a five-game series, it's like, I don't care who's going against me. I, I've got a shot. I have a chance. And that's what the Phillies have today with Wheeler on the hill and Cassie's back and Harper's back. And let's freaking go. Get me to 435 or 437 or whatever. I can not wait. It's going to be awesome. Beautiful thing. Um, as we keep talking about Phillies playoff wins, eventually they'll lose one of these, I think. Maybe. Probably. Um, whatever it is, we'll, we'll obviously react to it. And again, big one today. Wheeler against the Braves. Um, this Braves team is tough. This is not the series is far from over. They got to go out and win today. It's going to be a, a tough one. We'll see how it goes. Either way, whatever they do, we'll of course be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies twenty four seven Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 